guys, what's up? This is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad you guys are here. Today's Tuesday, August 25th. Welcome to Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, episode number 986. Today, we're going to tackle this thing that's happening, this phenomenon called a Christian statement on science for pandemic times. Wow, this is going to be a good one. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope you guys are doing good out there uh, in your little corner of the country, in your little corner of the world. Uh, I'm back home now, and my husband is on his way home. We purchased an RV, and we're going to start uh, doing kind of a tour, a little bit of a loop, doing a little bit differently than we've been doing it. At least uh, that's what we're going to try to do for the foreseeable future. So wanted to say thanks for everybody who's been praying for us and kind of keeping tabs on us as we've traveled across the nation. And uh, my son got married last week and it was great. And they're honeymooning now up in uh, Northern Washington state, having a great time. So we're excited about that. So I wanted to say thanks to everybody for, uh, for just your your prayers and your good wishes, and we certainly have enjoyed hearing from you. As always, if you guys would leave reviews for the podcast, I would really appreciate it. You can do that at uh, iTunes, probably the best place to do it. You can also do it at Anchor. So uh, we've been leading uh, kind of the charge in getting you guys to submit questions to us. We really appreciate it. And I'm going to answer more of them tomorrow at Mailbox Wednesday. I noticed that you guys found out that I didn't do it on Monday because uh, my friend Phil Hopper was helping me finish up that uh, that podcast about uh, the end times. I hope you guys are enjoying that. Speaking of the end times, we are going to be doing a study in the book of Revelation this fall. If you're not already a member at MomStrong International, I just want to encourage you to do that. I think you guys are going to be really blessed. All right. I want to jump into something because uh, an amazing thing happened a couple of days ago. And because you guys are such awesome listeners, I always get you know emails and messages from you guys in the queue over at Heidi St. John. So if you want to know how you can send things to me, there's two ways. You can go to anchor.fm and you can submit a voicemail question to me there, or you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and you can leave it there. And as soon as this statement came out, I start, of course I was traveling and so I didn't uh, see it right away, but oh my goodness, I, I read it and I was just shocked and flabbergasted and dismayed and amazed kind of all at the same time. I don't know if you guys are watching what's happening with COVID-19 with the Rona, but uh, the governor of Virginia, Governor Northam, the governor of Virginia has said that he is going to mandate that every citizen of Virginia gets that vaccine as soon as it's available. You guys, this is medical tyranny. Like I've told you before, my kids are vaccinated. I'm not anti-vaccine, but what's happening right now uh, in response to a virus with a 99.9% survival rate is mind blowing to me. It's just mind blowing. So a whole bunch of you guys sent me this thing called uh, a Christian statement for science in pandemic times. And I was like, what is that? I've never even, I, I, I didn't know what it was. So I checked it out. And this is basically a whole bunch of evangelicals and college professors and prominent, you know, Christian leaders signing on to a statement to affirm their belief in science. So basically, if you don't believe in science, then you 
don't sign the statement. But if you do believe in science, then you do sign the statement. So they're asking for Christians to follow the advice of public health experts, which would be a whole lot easier to do if we weren't constantly getting conflicting messages and misinformation. So uh, I looked at the statement a little while ago. It's already been signed by like 5,000 people, among them some uh, New Testament theologians and presidents of several seminaries, including the president of Fuller Theological Seminary. Uh, Some of this was just shocking to me. The statement was drafted by the leaders of BioLagos, which is a nonprofit uh, organization that was founded by Francis Collins, who also happens to be the director of the National Institute of Health, the NIH. And uh, apparently he's a committed evangelical. And they say he wasn't involved in drafting the state in drafting the statement, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems, it seems a little fishy to me. So I thought I would read the statement to you and then kind of get your feedback on it because it's sort of an amazing thing. So I won't read the whole thing. You can find it at BioLagos's website where you can also find the signatories of this, but here's what it says. And then I'm going to get into why I think this is such a malicious and manipulative abuse of uh, our faith in Jesus, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. All right, here's a part of what it says. We, the undersigned, join together as Christians who uphold the authority of God's word and see science as a tool to understand God's world. We call on all Christians to follow the advice of public health experts and support scientists doing crucial biomedical research on COVID-19. We are deeply concerned about the polarization and politicization of science in the public square when so many lives are at stake. Hey, BioLogos, I'm just going to inject. Where's your statement on abortion? Because I've been looking at your website and I don't see it anywhere. But I'll keep looking. All right, let's come back to it. The word science has become a weapon in the culture war. Science Scientists are vilified and their findings ignored while conspiracy theories go viral. Sadly, Christians seem just as susceptible to these trends. Thoughtful Christians may disagree on public policy in response to the coronavirus, but none of us should ignore clear scientific evidence. It's appropriate for Christians to be skeptical of claims made by scientists who speak outside their expertise. We firmly reject claims that science has somehow shown God does not exist or faith is a mere superstition. I did appreciate that part. Such claims go beyond what science is capable of investigating. We lament the times uh, when science and medicine have been misused to perpetrate atrocities like the racist Tuskegee experiments. But Christians should listen to scientists and doctors when they speak in their area of expertise, especially when millions of lives are at stake. The Bible teaches our bodies are fearfully, wonderfully made. Psalm 139, verse 14. Thus, those doing biomedical research, whether the Christians or not, are studying the very handiwork of God. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. I'm truly not, but I digress. Let's keep reading. Scientists are discovering truths about the virus, our bodies, treatments, and vaccines. As Christians, we know that all truth, including scientific truth, is ultimately from God. And it just goes on and 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 on. Uh, We need more than science to make good decisions. Invoking science is not a one-word rationale for public policy. Many factors need to be considered. I do agree with that. The economic losses and social hardships of the pandemic are painful, and thoughtful Christians will disagree on how to balance those needs with health needs. So then on and on and on and on, invoking scripture. Matthew 25, Hebrews 10, 34. uh, He says, our faith helps us to be humble and patient when discussing contentious issues. Ephesians 4, it is our faith, not science, that overcomes fear and brings hope. God is our refuge. Refuge and strength, Psalm 46, 1. Therefore, now here's where it just gets bonkers to me. 
Therefore, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we will wear masks. Wear masks, indoor public spaces, and follow other physical distancing rules given by public health officials according to 1 Peter 2, verses 13 through 17. Okay, I'm going to stop right now because this is so manipulative that I hardly even know where to start. And I'm frankly shocked at some of the names that I see who have signed this. Uh, it, it's craziness to me, all right? So these, anyway, it's crazy. They're Basically, they're using the statement, love your neighbor, and it's a Trojan horse because here's the truth. First Peter chapter 2, verses 13 and 17 does not give us the right to forfeit clear thinking on truth and wisdom for the sake of a blanket kind of obedience to the government. So our governing powers are ordained by God and they have been given biblical boundaries. And in the United States, the boundaries are given to them in the Constitution. So Romans 13 qualifies subjecting to governing authorities um, in honor, in taxes, in revenue, and respect. If the government tells us to kill off our next baby, China has done this, by the way, we're not going to say, sure, Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2 tells us to obey. No, Paul and Peter chose not to use the word obey because that's not the ordering of our relationship. We obey God. And we have limits on our relationship with the government. So this has historically been the mantra of Christianity, right? And so in that, the truth uh, in loving your neighbor, to say that to not wear a mask is not loving your neighbor is wrong. The same thing is true of social distancing. So the church is the gatekeeper of truth, right? Or we're supposed to be. And uh, it's not loving your neighbor to wear a mask if social distancing is ineffective. So it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Right. So I'm going to continue because this just gets more and more uh, bizarre. So they say that you should wear a mask, according to First Peter, chapter two, verses 13 to 17, unless they're underlying health conditions. Uh, and then they go on to say, yes, wearing a mask is uncomfortable and awkward. But the evidence is clear that masks reduce the chance that we will transmit the disease to others. Mask rules are not experts taking away our freedom, but an opportunity to follow Jesus' command to love our neighbors as ourselves. So they're going to continue to use this mantra of loving your neighbor as yourself uh, to guilt and manipulate you and then throw the Bible at you and hope that you uh, haven't done your homework. All right. The next thing they say that you have to do is to get vaccinated. All right. So I want you I want you guys to hear this because it's really important. Therefore, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we will get vaccinated. <laughs> what? Where is this in the Bible? I would really like to know. But here's what they say. According to Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 36, we should get vaccinated against COVID-19 when a safe and effective vaccine is available and as directed by a physician. Wow. I, I, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless, but not quite. You guys, Matthew 25 verses 31 to 36 has absolutely nothing. And I mean nothing to do with rolling up your sleeve to get a vaccine. This is 100% manipulation. It's a distortion of scripture. And this is showing me that the guys who wrote this, I'm, I, Fuller Theological Seminary, I'm shocked and dismayed. I don't even know what to think about this. When I saw that the, president of Christianity Today signed it. I was like, yeah, I kind of expected that. I was kind of expecting to see a bunch of guys from the Gospel Coalition. I mean, immediately, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Uh, Christianity Today, I, you know, Fuller Theological Seminary really did surprise me. But then you see people like uh, Bridgeway Community Church, the University of Wisconsin, 
uh, the Park Church, Fearfully and Wonderfully, uh, Philip Yancey. Oh, you guys, I don't know what's going on. Uh, then they said, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we will correct misinformation and conspiracy theories when we encounter them in our social media communities. Christians are called to love the truth. We should not be swayed by falses. You guys, I, I don't, I, can I just encourage you guys, be on guard. This is bananas. This is uh, religious manipulation at its absolute best. And this breaks my heart on a hundred different levels. No biblical argument, you guys, forces you to be vaccinated so that you can love your neighbor. Not a single one. And so I'm going to encourage you. uh, These are the teachings and doctrines of men who are manipulating the scriptures for some sort of a purpose of which I cannot honestly tell. But I've received this so many times in my email. I thought I'm going to have to just, I'm going to have to talk about it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just talking about it. I hope you guys will look at this. Uh, You know, we can have a discussion. Let's do it. Let's have a discussion about how we should handle the Rona. Let's have a discussion about whether or not we think our government should be able to come in and tell us that we have to wear masks on our face, even after we've flattened the curve, even after there's not very many people dying. Uh, Let's have those discussions. But to say that because of our faith in Jesus, and according to Matthew 25, verses 31 to 36, we have to get vaccinated. This makes me question the uh, discernment of every single person who has signed his name to this ridiculous statement. And it is ridiculous. And so uh, I'm going to, I'll link back to it in the show notes. But if you go to their website, you'll see that their picture is all these people wearing masks. And then it says, love your neighbor, wear a mask. It's hard for me to understand how this has gotten to be this way. Love your neighbor, wear a mask. Wow, because we love our because we love our neighbor, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, we will get vaccinated. Uh, wake up, you guys! Wake up! All oh, right, we should never we should never use scripture to manipulate people into doing something that they know is wrong or that they don't feel uh, that they they don't feel like they've been educated enough about. And certainly, that's the case with COVID nineteen because we're getting so much misinformation. So, I just want to get on here today and just clear that up. Tuesday is the day that I typically do a shorter podcast, so I'm going to link back to the Biologos uh, statement of faith or science or whatever they call it for pandemic times. And you guys can read the statement for yourself. But I just want to encourage you, this is not a proper use of scripture. It is not a proper use of scripture. Uh, because we love Jesus Christ, we will get vaccinated. I Because we love Jesus Christ, we'll correct misinformation. Except for good people who love the Lord Jesus uh, disagree on this. And it makes no room for that at all. And so I'm going to encourage you, as I always do, study what's happening around you. Open up your eyes. Why in the world are we being forced to get a vaccine? Why is the Christian community, not all the Christian community, but why is this particular community of uh, Christians coming in, uh, you know, alongside the governor of Virginia to say, we're going to force you to get a vaccine against your will? This is uh, this is not right. All right. This is communism. And I think there might be lots of Bible verses that we could talk about communism, too. But we'll save that for another day. So check it out at the BioLogos uh, website. And I will link back to it in the show notes today. You guys use your mind. The battle that we are fighting right now is a battle for the hearts and minds of human beings. And I've never seen anything like this in my whole life. I'm not mad at people for wearing a mask. But this kind of manipulation has got to stop. And to see it in the church 
is just more evidence to me of a terrible underlying condition that we have called a lack of discernment and a misunderstanding at a very basic level of the word of God and why God gave it to us in the first place. I just cannot believe that God gave us his word so that we would be manipulated into getting a vaccine for a virus with a 99.9% survival rate. I don't understand it. I don't see it. I don't think it's biblical. And I'm going to steer you guys away from this with everything that's in me. All right. So uh, thanks for listening today. I want you guys to be sure to to find out what we're doing here at the Homeschool Resource Center in Vancouver, Washington, and around the country as we are continuing to go out and encourage people, know the word of God, know the word of God so that you can rightly defend it. And so that we see less of this and more of what we see coming out of uh, Jack Hibbs Church and Phil Hopper's church. And I'm looking to pastors who are spreading the word of God uh, with wisdom and discernment. And we need it now more than we have ever needed it. All right. So let's go ahead and we'll end today's podcast in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we need your help. Father, you've said that if we need wisdom, we should go and we should ask it from you. And Lord, we need your wisdom right now, Father. Your word says that the the weapons of our warfare are uh, not weapons that are man-made, Lord, but that we need to come to you and we need to strap on the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation, Lord. And I pray, Father, that as we wield this, the sword, which is your word, of uh, your word, Lord, the Bible, Father, that you'd help us to study it so that we could, uh, that we could handle it rightly and not use it in a way that is dishonoring to you. Lord, I pray for the division that is in our churches right now. Father, we come against this spirit of division in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that hearts would be softened and minds would be renewed. Lord, we need our minds to be renewed by the transforming work of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we can't do this without you. We can't do it without you. And so we're asking for your help, Lord. I pray that you would be with us as we shepherd our families, Lord. I pray that you'd be with us as we try to understand what's happening around us from a biblical worldview. And Father Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come back. Come back. We're ready for your return. And I pray, Lord, that until you come back, that you would help us to rightly divide your word and to love the people around us by sharing the gospel with them, Lord. Help us to love the people around us by sharing your word. I pray that you'd help us to love them by listening, Lord, by being vessels that can be uh, that can be used by your spirit, Lord. And I pray that you'd help us to understand and discern the truth. So we love you, Lord, and we thank you for what you're doing. In the midst of all of it, we want to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I got something kind of important I want to talk to you guys about tomorrow. And so be be praying for me. I'm going to bring that to you guys tomorrow and uh, lots of things on my heart. And I'm going to kind of bring you up to speed. So we love you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And uh, thanks for joining us at MomStrong International. If you haven't joined us there yet, now's a great time to do it. MomStrongInternational.com. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.